The story of King Scott, his impromptu ascension to the throne of a bankrupt school, and the grieving widower who helped him be murdered. (laughs) Somebody write this. And welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today, welcome back, Randy Kirkpatrick. Hello. Hey. Last time you were here was a long time ago. You were like the the eighth guest or something on our on our show. <laughs> wow. So way back, like but pre-pandemic was how long ago no that was. <laughs> Goodness. And back then we talked about music and you shared some of your favorite rock stories. And so I wanted to kind of start off on that same path with you now, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, so many, so many movies, especially like to use rock music and classic rock, I think has had a little bit of a resurgence uh, on their soundtrack. So I'd love to know, first off, do you have any favorite moments or favorite uses of uh, rock music in, in a movie and a soundtrack? Yeah, I can think of a few, like a, a first off, I think comes brain is a, a Knight's Tale where they use uh, like David Bowie and some other things and, and we will rock you like in, uh, like in, in the medieval settings of the, of the story. For sure. It kind of seamlessly melts in with, with what, what's going on in the action. Like, like they use golden years by, by David Bowie and, and a dance scene and uh, uh, hilariously on the, on the uh, commentary tracks, the directors are like, yeah, you know, no one told us that David Bowie wasn't alive during the Middle Ages. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, right. <laughs> yeah, something I've loved recently is uh, "Yesterday's," which is the story of a a, a guy who uh, wakes up and uh, like he's in a car accident, a bus accident, and he, after he comes out of his coma, he's in a world uh-huh. where the Beatles never existed. I love that movie so much. It's so crazy, and like he is, and he's like one of the few people who remembers it. So he decides to record all the Beatles music and get famous that way. That's that's amazing. There's a do you watch do you watch the TV show Speechless or did you? It's over now. Which one? Speechless. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's that episode where the the uh, the dads all have a band together yes. and they're playing Satisfaction, <laughs> and yeah. the daughter's like, "Wow, that song's really good. Did you write it?" And they're like, "Yes." yes. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like that's a great song, and they like put on a concert for all her all her friends where they're playing like all these classics. That's hilarious. One of her friends' dad is a music producer, and she's like, "I invited him to hear your stuff because I think they could be great." And yeah. he's like, "He he." Uh, the dad's like, uh. <laughs> that was such yeah. a great show, too. It was, it was. And I, so I, yeah, it's that kind of thing where, like, oh, could you use somebody else's famous music? To- <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> do you, do you have an example of a time where you think that rock music was not used well in a song, in a movie? I don't have anything off the top of my head. I just wonder if there Gosh. was anything where you were like, oh, they shouldn't have used that. That was a terrible choice. <laughs> hmm. I have to think about that. I, I can't really think of anything that was a bad choice. Do you think? Go ahead. No, I was like, while you're thinking about that, I'm curious as well because there are two different, you know, two different kinds of soundtracks of ways of putting music to movies. We have Mm -hmm. ones that use more traditional, like scoring, where it's more Mm -hmm. like background music that is uh, specifically tied to the scene and created for the scene, so that it kind Mm -hmm. of matches along with it. Versus taking existing songs. I'd love to hear any of your thoughts on that. Like, which one do you prefer? Which one? What? Which one do you think makes? Do you think one fits a specific genre or a specific type better? I, I think it works better when it's, you know, like you said, like it's the background music of what's going on in the scene rather than like the focus, I guess, you know? 
like so that the focus can be on the on the story. Right. Yeah. So I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Do you have any? Uh, we've had like since since we last talked on the podcast, we've had like this huge wave of rock and pop star biopics. <laughs> like we had Bohemian Rhapsody since then. Yes. We had uh, Rocket Man and all that jazz. Yes. Um, oh, all that jazz. Different yeah. movie. Have you seen those? Do you have a favorite? I, I haven't seen Rocket Man yet. I, I need to because I, I do love Elton John. I did like Bohemian Rhapsody, even though it wasn't exactly accurate. But mm-hmm. what else? Of gosh, uh, I, did you see Elvis? <laughs> I haven't oh, seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't yet either because oh. I, I keep making time to do it, and then I keep I keep not doing it. But my mom <laughs> and dad, my mom and dad saw it, and, and they you know they were of the generation that saw Elvis when he was alive, and they really loved it. So. Oh, that's that's an inter- that's cool. I haven't heard from a lot of people who are like, yeah, no, I, you know, who were actually connected maybe to it more. I've only heard like the younger viewers talking about it. Okay, Elvis, well, Elvis got yeah. to start in. in my, I'm sorry. No, go for it. Elvis got to start in my hometown in Shreveport, Louisiana, a, a radio show called the, the Louisiana Hayride. So, like, they saw him when he was young, young. So, oh wow! wow. Yeah, that's are there cool. is there a lot of Elvis like. Uh, does Shreveport capitalize on that? Is there there's, an there's, there's a statue of him like near where that was and stuff, and and they have you know some plaques and stuff about it. That's cool. nice. Yeah, they're like he started here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, like it's Elvis. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump into our brainstorming. Okay, have, get a musical theme for them at the end if you get inspired. <laughs> work on it, yes. So our yeah, our so our plot is the story of King Scott, his impromptu ascension to the throne of a bankrupt school, and the grieving widower who helped him be murdered. I have so many questions. I do too. Randy, I have to ask you first, what's the first thing that jumps out to you about this that you're like, I have to know what this means? Like, why why is there a grieving widow? Who who what happened to her the husband? Yeah. I guess that's a widower, so that means the the, the a, wife died. A widower, you're um, right, you're right. Or the, I mean, I guess it, it could be a gay man as well, like whose whose husband died, exactly. but yeah. uh, his spouse who helped him be murdered. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. So we've got the king of a. I don't even know what it means to ascend to the throne of a bankrupt school either. <laughs> like right. schools don't have kings, so I'm trying to figure out if this is like a well, a, well, a child dubbing himself a king or a fantasy situation. What are you thinking, Jenny? Well, because high schools do have kings at prom. Oh, you're right. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he ascends to the, the prom throne. <laughs> I mean, and it would be an impromptu ascension because you just get voted and then you're there. Oh, that's that's fun. I mean, that, I hadn't that, thought about it from that angle. That fits almost dis- disappointingly simply. <laughs> uh, no, because I like that because like. Well, because then the question is, like, the then the bankruptness of the school is interesting as to how it fits in. Because if he is, like, actually in charge of the school, it's it matters that it's bankrupt. But what does it, you know, what does it mean that his school is bankrupt and now he's been voted prom king? Right. <laughs> it, it also could be, like, metaphorical king, like if he's class president or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then, like, the joke, like, his his campaign was you know King Scott, and so that's yeah. like his nickname, and he's in <laughs> Would charge you of like the school. A monarchy that way? was his right. <laughs> was his platform. We're tired of presidents. Vote for you, the king. No more democracy. <laughs> Make me the king, and I will elect the next one. <laughs> quite possibly, like a headmaster of a school or something. That, that and his name is just King, but he got, but he since to the the top of of the school, the headmaster. Yeah. Oh, like his name is Scott King, but the kids call him King Scott. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. 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 Ooh, 
So yeah, so it could be somebody actually, yeah, the bankrupt school makes it, it makes a huge difference in how it's perceived if it's a student versus like an, like the, the, the head of the school. Yeah. So let's, maybe, maybe the third piece will work it out. So helped him be murdered is a really weird phrase. Right. Does that mean they assisted Scott in murdering Scott or did they assist somebody else in murdering Scott? Well, I think I think whoever the him is also mm-hmm. has to be the person who's murdered. Helped him be murdered. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. <laughs> why does it help King Scott to be murdered? Yes. Well, uh, I'm wondering if it has to do with his impromptu ascension. Right. Because like, was he, if he's like, say, the headmaster of the school, like, was he vice headmaster mm. before and something happened to the original headmaster? And why? And is- did that same thing happen to Scott then? Yeah, so like helped him be murdered. I'm wondering if there's like it, it could be like a, a faking of his death. Ooh, where it helped yeah, him be murdered. That and that like, too, yeah, yeah, that like people like people think he's been murdered. Or the other that I had was that like maybe he's like <laughs> we're going the fantasy route. He's picked up an evil entity <laughs> and needs to be murdered so that the school doesn't get taken <laughs> down. <laughs> so he's like kill enough. me before exactly. kill me before he's too late. Enough in possession of his faculties that he can like ask for help, right? <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know which one. Which one makes? Do we want King Scott to actually be dead at the end of this? Hmm. I don't. I think we have to know who King Scott is before we answer that question. Yeah. yeah. Is he a student or is he an adult? I kind of like the idea of it being being a student who has a kingdom and royalty and murder all in there, but just like this random kid at a high school. I like that. Yeah. Like that's kind of too. a fun concept for me that <laughs> that it's it's this big Shakespearean monarch story, but it's just, you know, a seventeen year old kid. <laughs> just like pretend. In in like the middle of Ohio. <laughs> kind of like kind of like a Ferris Bueller type kid, like real popular. Yeah. 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 Okay. And okay, then I like he, that idea. And I like the Ferris Bueller connection because like maybe, you know, I because I absolutely feel like, you know, Ferris would fake his death. Yes. <laughs> oh, he totally would. So the grieving widower who helps him be murdered is the widower has lost their spouse. Mm-hmm. Well, because my 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 first thought is is he actually <laughs> murdered or like is he is the grieving widower a drama teacher and Scott is in Macbeth mm. <laughs> or something? You know what I mean? Uh huh. And like helps him be murdered would be like acting coaching oh, helps or helps him murdered, him get like, in the play. Uh- in the first place, yeah, or, Interesting. or what? So what would the obstacle be to him being murdered on stage? I don't, I don't know. He's a really bad actor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he gets stabbed and he just stands up and it's like you missed me. Um, <laughs> oh, this is this is one that's hard to like pull together. We might need an early title. So okay, so hold on, hold on. Bankrupt okay. school. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Okay. The first thing that schools cut when they have no money is the drama program. Exactly. Um, <gasps> that is true. <laughs> so, <laughs> ooh, maybe this is partly about like maybe the the grieving widower used to with their spout. Maybe they were drama teachers together, or they did productions together. And part of the grieving process is this person is like, I need to direct a play. I need to do something. But there's like nothing in the town because everything's mm-hmm. bankrupt. And so he goes to the, the the school principal and is like, I will direct a school play for you for free. Just let me do it because <laughs> I need to I need to be doing something creative. Um, but they don't have any budget. 
And so like maybe the mm. maybe the murder that the play that they choose has like some sort of stagey elaborate murder that they just don't have the money to do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what that would be. What if that would that would be? But right. I'm wondering, I'm racking my brain trying to think of a, a relatively well-known play or musical that might have a plot that would give Scott the idea of how to save or resurrect the drama program. So it's, uh, I, I want to say it's an old, old, old public domain story that, the, or maybe right. something that the grieving widower has written themselves. Hmm. Maybe something Greek. Yeah. <laughs> something that they don't have to pay royalties for. <laughs> right. So, um, so, okay, but you know, so hold on. But you know, they're rehearsing and whatever. And Scott's like, wait, I got it. I know how to whatever, but like the plays the inspiration. So there's a part of me that wonders as well if this can also be a death faking in that, like, you know, the final play of the of, of the run. The right. King, King Scott is murdered, and then he and the grieving widower, like, agree to make it look like he actually died so that he can, exactly. like, run off and do something else. <laughs> Maybe they're doing that huh. instead to, like, bilk money out of the corrupt school. Like, like... Or maybe like, it's if a, we'd have the budget, that accident wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I'm yeah, wondering yeah. if it's like they were cutting back on safety stuff, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get the the principal, the headmaster, whoever, to actually take it seriously. And so he's like, "We have to fake a horrible accident, so yeah. that he'll get kicked out, and somebody else will come in and actually, you know, fix the things that need to be fixed." Well, an accident isn't murder, though. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Well, but but maybe it's murder in the play, but an accident in life. Yeah, yeah, both yeah, are fake. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right because you could do both because yeah, it could be actual murder in the play and then it results in a in a potential like, real life death. Yeah, oops, I thought that was a prop knife. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's okay. making me think of is you know how, how we've brought up Macbeth and you know the the idea of how Macbeth is a cursed play mm-hmm. and you know everyone has you know anecdotal stories. I have anecdotal stories about yeah. it. You know, <laughs> uh, like maybe they're, that's what they're doing and and like. They're they're playing up on the curse thing and and uh, and Rick gets killed or Scott Keen's Keen Scott whatever <laughs> gets gets killed as a result of the curse as oh, as, oh. as as a uh, as a plot device or you know so to, okay to, to do the thing so what if what if the grieving widower is not the drama teacher what if the grieving widower is well I guess it could still be the drama teacher but what if I, I want the grieving widower to also be a ghost <laughs> yes. <laughs> from a past production like, or something who and they're coming in to bring down maybe the drama teacher is this canterville is high <laughs> yeah like but, but like how much fun would that be to be working with like the ghost of someone who once played macbeth or something Ooh. who is like yeah who's like this is you know we need to we need to figure out how to do this right <laughs> or I'm going to pause this real quickly because I think we finally like got to the point where we've gotten a- an answer to we some of our questions. Yes, and yeah. I might throw us all off the rails by getting a title. Let's see. Okay, um, okay. so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say the title as we have it, but we can choose. It's it's got kind of a weird. We can choose what tense we want this verb to be in. Okay. <laughs> so the title as I got it was falls under a passionate spell, <laughs> but okay. I'm happy to change that tense to like fall in or falling or. Okay. So if that yeah. if that is more useful, so there's definitely magic involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Is uh, maybe falling under. <gasps> so is the is the oh so is the grieving widower trying to do magic to get it? Okay, so here's my concept: the grieving widower is a ghost, mm-hmm. and grieving because their spouse is still alive. 
Interesting. And so- Wait, wait. This- if their spouse is still alive, why are they a widower? Because, like, technically, because they don't have a word for it in the ghosts. It's like, where okay. one spouse is dead and the other one is alive, the one who was left behind. <laughs> the one who oh, is without okay. them. I mean, like, I, I am like without it. my, yeah, without my spouse because they are in the other world, the other realm. And the widower is trying to perform some kind of spell to allow them to go back um, because they know it would be unethical to kill their spouse. <laughs> so they're trying to resurrect <laughs> themselves. And so they're the, the passionate spell they're trying to do. And King okay. Scott is, and the murder of King Scott is somehow wrapped up in this. Okay. So is the play that they wrote part of the spell? Yes. Like, oh, is this something that the, the widower and their spouse like tried to arrange beforehand like if one of us dies so why isn't the living spouse involved is my question yeah where are they the living spouse was working at the drama teachers at the school and then they got they got laid off because the school ran out of money Ooh, and she moved away (laughs) so so the ghost spouse can't even go after her yeah doesn't even know where she is which is why he has to resurrect himself, especially because then he can go see her. Trying to put, oh, maybe he's trying. Okay, so maybe instead of trying to bring down the bankrupt school, maybe they're trying to like make a media buzz about this town having a drama program coming back and that had a horrible accident where this where this kid died. <laughs> so that the wife will be like, oh, I should go back. That's still happening. Maybe that, that was definitely my spouse who did that or something. <laughs> like trying to bring her back. <laughs> See the only okay. way he has us sending a message. <laughs> so, so, so here's my next question. This is the story of King Scott. Yeah, yeah. He finds this all out at being the widower's friend. He's he's the widower's he friend. Speak, he can speak that, to ghosts. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Is like, the prom? Well, that, that's my question. Is is what makes him still the center of the story? The prom king crown is haunted. <laughs> I just <discuss. laughs> love it. So he puts it on. Starts hearing these voices. <laughs> or the prom king sash or something, whatever they get. Right. Because <laughs> the widower was, was uh, those were props used in the, <laughs> from the drama department. Yes. Oh, well, of course. The now defunct drama department. And so the, so King Scott is the only conduit that this widower has to the outside world. <laughs> and, and of course, at first he's like, leave me alone, ghost. But then, uh-huh. you know, and maybe starts helping to help. Yeah. That like he helps helps him become popular, helps him rise to the top. Oh, that's his impromptu ascension. He's just like, yeah. So he's yeah. So maybe he's maybe he yeah. He he set it up so this kid would win prom king, so that he knew because he knew this kid might be able to help him or might be mm-hmm. willing to help him. Hmm. Because it wouldn't be out of the question for the class president to also be prom king. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine was. Yeah. Yeah. So if the ghost is like this. This kid has chutzpah and drive. You know, they're the one that can help me, whatever qualities he sees. Yeah. And so like this kid is just, you know, I, this kid goes from like not having a chance at all in winning class president to Uh suddenly being elected and suddenly becoming, I guess, probably homecoming king so that we could have the rest of the year. And, uh, and is like, I'm super popular now and I don't really know what happened. And (laughs) the grieving widower is like, it was me so that you can help me get my wife back or get back to my wife. (laughs) Interesting. There was a there was an old Disney movie called that the Heavenly Kid, where like this greaser from the fifties like died in a in a uh, was it a what am I trying to say a, a drag Probably. race off, off yeah, a, okay. a cliff, you know, and then he came back as an angel to help this really uncool kid be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? that kind of vibe. Yeah, I like that. Okay, well we're 
pretty close to time. Is there anything that we think we need to that we need to to bring out that hasn't really been settled? I'm glad that finally this unlocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I yes. was like at the tricky. beginning I was like this is taking forever. What are we are we ever going <laughs> to find something that makes sense? <laughs> no, but we we have we have the skeleton of something here and I like it. We do. There's still stuff to be unraveled, so listeners, we still want to know what, you know, where where's this going? <laughs> what do we do with the rest of it? Yes. You know, I'm I'm still the plan is a little hazy still. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to hear your suggestions on how this could work and I'd love to hear what uh, are are they doing a known public domain play or is this something that they wrote that has the words of the magic spell in it? <laughs> like it makes me think of was it I think it was a series of unfortunate events where yes. uh, Count Olaf like writes the wedding vows into the the into the play that he's performing with Violet, so that they'll be married at the end of it. Yes, it's like it's like that. They'll they'll have done the you know once they say these words for a crowd, they'll have uh, performed the spell. <laughs> awesome. Listeners, we would love to hear your answers to this. With that, we're going to go ahead and transition into our uh, segment where we're going to recommend a story to our listeners. I did not think about this beforehand, and I should have. Um, no, I got one. So uh, I just finished watching. I've been doing a uh, a movie challenge where people suggest movies for me to watch, and I uh, I've been doing it by theme. So our current theme is swashbuckling and pirate movies, Ooh. and so I ended up watching Scaramouche, which is a 1952 swashbuckling adventure. And I hadn't really, I didn't really know anything about it, but it's really delightful. It's so silly and so playful. There's a, an amazing eight minute sword fight uh, happening in like an old, uh, in an old theater. At one point they're like jumping around on top of the, like the opera box railings, <laughs> fighting each other <laughs> with the audience sitting there being like, ah, trying to get out of the way. It's so much fun. And it's very, it's very big. And so if you like, if you like, it's got like Adventures of Robin Hood style in it. It's got Scarlet Pimpernel feelings to it. It's got a Zorro a little bit. So definitely, definitely check it out. Scaramouche 1952. It was, it's one of, the, one of the better ones that I've seen uh, in this group, which has been fun. Uh, Jenny, I'm going to toss it to you. What would you like to recommend? Well, if, if I can recommend a specific episode of sure. something. One thing that this plot brought to mind, there's an episode of Doctor Who in the David Tennant era where he goes back in time and meets Shakespeare. Ooh. And it's it's the portrayal of Shakespeare is just brilliant and it's one of my favorite things. The plot of course is very Doctor Who-ish because there's these three witches that are trying to open a portal of sorts for like demons and other witches to come through and they've been possessing Shakespeare to write up write their spell into his play which is the sequel to Love's Labor's Lost. Mm. Which, if you're familiar with Shakespeare, Love's Labor's Lost kind of ends in a question mark (laughs) and (laughs) and, and an ellipsis into, we don't know what happens next. And so in this episode, he's been writing Love's Labor's Found and the witches write this spell into it and, and almost succeed, of course, because Doctor Who wins at the end. Of course. But if you enjoy Shakespeare and you can put up with some campy, witchy stuff there are some really excellent moments in this episode and it's worth watching yeah awesome all right randy you get to share one as well what would you like to recommend to our listeners i just read uh this book this guy on twitter that follows shay Sherano. that's s-h-e-a-a uh s-e-r-r-a-n-o shay Sherano. he writes a lot of books about uh hip-hop and movies and like their intersection and things like that Mm. he wrote a 
a fiction book just recently called The Abduction of Emilio Graves. It's on his website and on his Twitter account. It, that's the only way place you can get it. And it's it's about like an alien abduction, but the person they get is one of those like seventies action star type guys who's super <laughs> tough and, and beats everybody up. <laughs> it's Oops. really it's it's short, but and it's violent kind of, but it's com- comedic violence, I guess okay. you could say. But it's and it's really funny. Nice, awesome. Well, before we take off, we want to make sure, Randy, that you get to plug anything you want to plug. So any social media or projects or anything that you want to share with our listeners. And if there's not anything, that's fine. But if there is, we want you to be able to share what you want. <laughs> well, um, let me speak from the heart for a second. We, uh, Me and my wife are, are, uh, are as you know, uh, foster parents. Mm-hmm. And there's a big need in this country and this, and, and this time. So uh, if anybody is, is considering that, you know, you can reach out to me and I'll talk to you about it. So. Oh, that's awesome, Randy. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back and joining us, Randy. This has oh, been no this has been a fun one. This is fun. I, think I, I think I said more than just laughing this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Next time you're going to run the whole thing. Right. <laughs> yes. Mm. All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts, and you can join our Patreon for bonus material. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash Somebody Write This. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a bit of story or anything else, email us at SomebodyWriteThis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say, Frost is the forerunner of mud. Mud.